Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for August 15th, 2020. The Wizard of Oz premiered on this day in 1939 at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Based on L. Frank Baum's wildly popular 1900 children's book, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, the iconic MGM film from 1939 is the quintessential Hollywood Golden Age film, and after more than 80 years, it still jerks a tear from all but the most jaded among us. Not many movies have topped that magical, life-changing moment when farm girl Dorothy Gale, played by a 16-year-old Judy Garland, opens the door to Munchkinland and trades her drab, sepia-toned Kansas life for one of boundless technicolor. But as with any other classic movie, The Wizard of Oz has its share of triumphs, tragedies, and trivia. Here's a few. Number one. It was the power of Technicolor that gave Dorothy her ruby slippers. If you've read the book, you know that Dorothy's shoes are actually silver. It was screenwriter Noel Langley who recommended the slippers be changed to ruby for the impact that the bright red hue would have against the Technicolor yellow brick road. Number two, the film had a total of four directors. The first, Richard Thorpe, was fired after less than two weeks. George Cukor was brought in next, but he was summoned away to go to work on, of all projects, Gone with the Wind. Then Victor Fleming stepped in, until he too was called over to assist with Gone with the Wind, and King Vidor was hired to complete the movie. Number 3. Scarecrow Ray Bolger was initially cast as the Tin Man, but felt his signature loose-limbed dancing style would be better suited for the Scarecrow. So, he managed to convince the actor cast as the Scarecrow, Buddy Ebsen, to switch roles. But, number four, Buddy Ebsen had to be replaced after suffering a severe allergic reaction to the aluminum powder makeup. Buddy Ebsen had to be replaced after suffering a severe reaction to the aluminum powder makeup, and nine days into production was replaced by Jack Haley whose Tin Man makeup was quickly tweaked from a powder to a paste. Number five, Margaret Hamilton suffered burns on her face and hands while filming her character's dramatic, fiery death as the Wicked Witch. But it actually was a blessing in disguise, as her makeup was copper-based and highly dangerous. And if her green makeup hadn't been removed immediately from the fire, she may not have lived to tell the tale. Number six, the classic Judy Garland version of The Wizard of Oz was not the first film adaptation of the book. There's a weird 13-minute silent film version from 1910, ending with Dorothy deciding to stay in Oz, and another released in 1925, featuring a young Oliver Hardy in the role of the Tin Woodsman. It, too, deviated significantly from the book. Number seven, Toto made more per week than the actors who portrayed the Munchkins. $50 for the humans and a whopping $125 for the dog. Last but not least is number eight. 
The secret ingredient behind the horse of a different color? Jello. When Dorothy and her friends arrive in the Emerald City, they take a scenic carriage tour, pulled by the horse of a different color. The ASPCA refused to allow the horses to be dyed, so instead, technicians tinted them with lemon, cherry, and grape-flavored powdered jello to create a spectrum of white, yellow, red, and purple. The horses did have to be prevented from licking the colored powder off between takes. Characterized by its use of technicolor, fantasy storytelling, terrific music by Harold Arlen, and memorable characters, the film has become an American pop culture icon. It was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Picture, but lost to Gone with the Wind, which, as we've already said, was directed by Fleming as well. But it did win in two other categories, Best Original Song for Over the Rainbow and Best Original Score. The late great Roger Ebert chose The Wizard of Oz as one of his great films, writing that The Wizard of Oz has a wonderful surface of comedy and music, special effects, and excitement, but we still watch it over six decades later because its underlying story penetrates straight to the deepest insecurities of childhood, stirs them, and then reassures them. Indeed. There's no place like home. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.